Hey guys, Reverend Jess here. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with a friend and also rate and review on all your favorite podcast apps because it helps the show get seen and it helps us build the congregation of the Church Absurd. Thanks for your time. Enjoy the show. Looking to expand your playlist? Well, Fat Lulz Radio has got you covered. Lose your religion with Reverend Jess and Deacon Sam over on the Church Absurd. Hear nerd culture get dissected on the Fickle Fanboy with RPM. Get drunk at the round table with the designated drinkers. Hear solid and interesting interviews on Unseriously Serious. Do you want to get involved? Send your rant over to the League of Infuriated Nerds. Also, check out the Fat Lil's Radio Associated shows. Get your not-safe-for-work talk radio fix on The Robin Slim Show. Get some life advice from Jerry and Cal on From the Bottom. All of these shows and more await you at Fat Lil's Radio. You can find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, and various podcast apps, as well as our website, fatlulzradio.us. HTTP, not HTTPS. We hope you enjoy the smorgasbord of shows we have prepared for you. Fat Lil's Radio, stuff full of entertainment. All right. This, this is very serious actor Matthew McConaughey. And after I'm done drinking my whiskey, I want you to listen to Church Absurd, Fat Laws Radio. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. You need to shut the fuck up. You feel brains? No, we are you mad? Do you feel like walking about running? Get ready. 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 Welcome, brothers and sisters, to the 33rd episode of The Church Absurd. I'm your host, Reverend Jess, joined by... Deacon Sam! And Cardinal Chris. Well, uh, gentlemen, how was your week? I had the whole week off, so I was real fucking happy. Yeah. You're a whore. Yeah, I know. Yeah, what about you, Chris? I don't give a shit about him. No one does. I don't even <laughs> give a shit. There you go. So, all, all right. right. Yeah, all right. Good deal. My week was uneventful. You know what I mean? I yeah, just, thanks for the input. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just happy I'm about to turn 21. Right, exactly. <laughs> I promise it's not that exciting. But now this time, but and then after that, none of the birthdays matter. It's just more and more crippling depression each year. Until, until, no, cause until the twenty fifth, when you can rent a car. Well, you can rent one it's at twenty one. You can rent one at twenty one, but it's uh, they just charge you more. I thought it was twenty three is when you can rent a car. Twenty one. Twenty one. They just charge you more. The riveting topics of the church, absurd but even after that, week. there's still one last thing to look forward to. Yeah, when you turn death. forty and get a camera stuck up you for a colonoscopy. No, I was thinking death. Be old. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to the finger? <laughs> oh, a dove. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Well, folks. Uh, other than that, uh, we got a decent show for you planned tonight. Are we going to watch clown porn? What? Are we going to watch clown porn? Yes, uh, we're watching clown porn. It's, okay. Uh, you know, where did that balloon animal come from? <laughs> you know, it's a pretty great, uh, pretty great little little tidbit of where did it come from where did it go where did it come from where did it come from brown eye joe (laughs) (laughs) just pull out a giraffe (laughs) (laughs) squeeze in the nose (laughs) (laughs) oh shit do you like it right i guarantee they do all right well other than that folks uh, yeah Uh, four minutes in and not nowhere near professional fucking nothing (laughs) Um, but other than that, uh, sounds all right. Yeah, pretty much. All right, folks. Well, um, I suppose we should just probably get into it. We got a decent sized show for Let's you tonight. Get on in there. Yeah. So uh, it's time for unholy beasts and blasphemous theories. Mm-hmm. Unholy beasts and blasphemous theories. 
If you've never listened to the show before, this is where we look at cryptids, conspiracy theories, ghosts, or all types of shit that get the mind moving. Like Chris's mom. Basically. <laughs> that's a little that's a little call forward, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Epic uh, for She's going to fucking kill y'all as soon as she listens to this. <laughs> right? No, uh, in all honesty, though. Uh, so we're going to be talking about you know one thing in particular here on Unholy Beasts and Blasphemous Theories. We're not talking cryptids. We're not talking a conspiracy theory. We're, we're talking the rash on my left testicle. Exactly. Pull it out, Sam. Let's take a look. <laughs> <laughs> Only in his dreams. <laughs> Basically. No, what I wanted to talk to you guys about is the NPC theory. Hmm, what's that? Uh, basically, it's a meme right now. Okay. Uh, but, but uh, okay, so this all ties into the, the simulation theory. Uh, if you guys have ever seen The Matrix, fucking Matrix yes. movie, yeah. No. Okay, so the whole idea... I'm you. just kidding. <laughs> the whole idea is that the fucking world is a fucking... You know, simulation created by machines and AI. Okay. We're not Sims, though. We can speak English. This wall is That's literally Sim language that I'm speaking right now. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> he just said he wants to fist the North Star. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, okay. So, basically, the reason that I want to talk about this is, number one, it's it's hot right now. It's a meme right now. But uh, I was going to say, it's cold as shit outside, dude. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, no, the reason I wanted to, because a uh, former attempted cast member of the show, Jerry Christ, and I were talking about this, and uh, we came to some interesting conclusions. I wanted to, you know, essentially, well, more like hypothesis, basically, because uh, it's not like we solve, like, yeah, we are in a simulation, but... Uh, but yeah, so I wanted to put a couple of them forward to you and get your guys' thoughts on it. All right, I already called bullshit. You can't simulate the shit I've been through. You're not. You're Shut not up, the <laughs> Shut up, Godfather. You're not the Godfather. Yeah, exactly. it's a callback because all that stuck be, in my fucking head. You will <laughs> never ever be the Godfather ever, ever. Not anyway. even if I put a horse head in your bed. No, never. Because <laughs> he didn't. Then you'll even, just be an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even do that. The fucking uh, you know he, he just gave the order. All right, so the whole thing is based on this idea that we're in the simulation, right? What Jerry Christ has brought forward is that um, the source users, right? There's a specific number of source users that essentially their goal is to level up to a point where they can leave the simulation. And after you complete the simulation in one goal, you have a mission that you have to complete, just like in the standard video game, right? <laughs> so basically the idea is... Um, this whole simulation theory with the source users and shit like that could apply very well to shit like reincarnation, right? Not only that, but we were talking and we even we even like determined that technically it could fit into the idea of religion. It could fit into the idea of evolution and everything like that. Of those three topics, where do you want me to start? We're in Eastern Kentucky. Start with evolution. Let's okay. Piss some people off. Okay. If this is a simulation, okay, you look at it this way. When you're building a game, you have different tests. You know, you start off with your test build, you start, and then you go to an alpha and then a beta and everything like that. So we were looking at it like this. You know, the, the standard view of like evolution, where it starts off as a monkey, then you know, gradually turns into a human being. We figured, you know, you look at it this way, right? The fucking original is the test build. Right when you're fucking creating the game, and then all the shit leading up to it is your alpha and your betas. You know what I mean? And then till finally, you know, essentially like like the third of the five is like 
the closed beta, then you get to the fourth of the five, and that's the open beta, and then you get to human beings, which would be the final, you know, the final form, if you will, right? So, so what you're saying is this is GTA, I can go murder hookers all I want and it doesn't matter? It doesn't matter in terms of if you're a source user, okay? Because the whole thing with the NPC theory is people that don't question anything, people that just go with the flow and usually just regurgitate the same shit. Like, for example, people who are just obsessed with the new Katy Perry album or people who are just, you know, Taylor Swift can do no wrong and, you know, shit like that. Um, That is their NPCs. They're not source users. They are just essentially built into the environment the same way a skybox would be. Right. Then we started playing around with the notions of what if whoever the source users are weren't always source users and basically what reincarnation could you know be like moving on to reincarnation um is essentially that players you know just essentially they're hosting avatars basically you look at it that way so like Every time they die, like if you ever go to regression therapy, you know, like you look at regression therapy where you say, oh, well, in your past life, you were a pharaoh, right? Well, the idea of, reg- of uh, reincarnation say- says, like the basic principle is that if you're a fuckbag in one life, then you're going to come back and you're going to be a fucking, you know, useless shit the other. So what you're saying is I've always been a whore. Not necessarily. In order to be an NPC, like... Uh, well, have potential to be an NPC, basically. Uh, you would have to just accept things and not question it whatsoever. This ties into religion. You look at it this way. Religion could essentially be related to the simulation theory also because magical parent figure in the sky who watches over everything you do and everything like that and then determines what happens when you complete the game, if you will, right? So going into what I was saying about everyone who is a source player was always a source player... Let's say that you have some guy who, in his first playthrough, is a fucking king, right? But he's a fucking warmongering king. He's basically a dictator, right? And he fucking kills about a bunch of people and everything like that. So he comes back only to be just a standard fucking human being, right? So what regression could be viewed as is a hack for the game. You know what I mean? Like something that's in the game to essentially exploit it or like a cheat code, if you will. To essentially see into what your you as a source user used to tap into, right? So thinking about it in terms of that, you know. Then we got to the idea of what if, if this is all a simulation, you can look at it in the term of like a grid, like essentially a giant map. You know, Sam, you were just playing Red Dead Redemption 2 before we started recording. I was, and they they policed my words. We'll cover that later. Okay. In the, we'll cover that in the cringe corner. Sorry, I'm still a little traumatized. And they put too much effort into the horse nuts. Yeah, the horse balls, man. <laughs> and the dick, too. Yeah, yeah you, you really saw the dick, like, turtle-shelled back into all that yeah. horse skin. All right, so... You, before so, I stabbed that horse to death. So, we started thinking about it this way, right? What if, in this huge grid of the simulation, which is essentially the big map, you know, hey, we have, like, your different sections of the map in Redemption, right? So, you have Blackwater, and then you have fucking tall trees and shit like that, right? I'm assuming. I don't know. Tall trees. Valentine and Strawberry are the other towns I've found. Right. So what if... so tough. Strawberry. What if different sections of the map in the grid have different genres? Different Mm -hmm. genres of gameplay. Like, for example, if you are a source user and you essentially take your avatar and determine that you're going to make it into a soldier and you go to Iraq... And essentially, you're a Marine, so you're in the shit. You know what I mean? Or like people that were in Vietnam, right? They were in the shit. They simply entered a part of the simulation that was an action game. 
right? They ate the poo poo. People, what does that have to do with <laughs> anything? Is, God damn it, Chris! You look at it this way, right? You factor it, right? Someone who encounters Bigfoot or encounters a ghost or you know fucking you know believes vampires are real, they have stumbled into a map or you know people that are killed by a serial killer or what have you. They could technically have stumbled into a map, part of the map that is survival horror, right? Now, you may be thinking, what about when you're just going throughout your day-to-day life? Okay, well, there are job simulators all over the fucking place. You know what I mean? Fast food empire, fucking, you know, tapper, shit like that where you're a bartender throwing fucking, you know, and it's, granted, it's the most basest form. It's fucking 8-bit. But regardless, then you're like, okay, well, what about shit when you go hiking? What type of game is that? There are types of games called walking simulators where it's very story-driven, okay? Very story-driven, and you take in the environment and shit like that. Perfect example. You know what I mean? When you're just walking through your day-to-day life, you're just in the middle of a walking simulator until you stumble into a section of the map that is a different genre, whether it be survival horror, whether it be action, whether it be, you know, fucking this, that, and the other. Then we started looking at it like the people who encounter aliens, right? They view alien abduction as their essentially pulled out of their bed when they're most vulnerable, right? Or when they're offline, if you will, right? They're pulled up into a spaceship and they're poked and prodded and analyzed and probed and everything like that. Have you watched the first season of Westworld? No. Okay. In Westworld, whenever a character in the park starts glitching out, they will go grab them when they're not in the middle of a storyline and everything like that, and they will bring them to an area in the park that's essentially a maintenance area and they run diagnostics on them and then at the end of it they wipe their memory it could possibly be an npc who glitched out and then at some point were put into a source user like a source user entered that npc and used that npc for their avatar then they go to regression therapy which is a hack you know and they are able to tap into the memories of that npc and then they see the alien abduction you know what I mean? They, they're viewed as poked and prodded, but it, their memory was wiped. You know what I mean? Think about it that way. It's just <laughs> fucking interesting shit we were coming up with, right? So regression <laughs> therapy is like some Assassin's Creed bullshit. Basically. Um, but like it's like the way that we view it is essentially it's a cheat code. You know what I mean? Or, or like, you know, the same thing with like people who uh, stumble upon oil or what have you, you know, could also be viewed as, you know, just essentially us them hacking the game. You know what I mean? Where it's like somehow they just happen to find oil on their land or whatever. You know what I mean? Like shit like that. Yeah. Or people that discover a rare species or something like that. That rare species could just be a glitch in the game. And since theoretically there would be moderators and administrators of this simulation, <clears throat> if they catch it, but they don't catch it in time for them to just delete the glitch and wipe the memory of the NPC who is now a source user at this point, technically speaking, they could just let it go and then just write it into the code of the game. Because there have been times where a glitch has been happened, you know, a glitch has happened in a game and then become an actual character in future versions of the simulation. Then we got into this shit, the Mandela effect, right? You know, you guys know what the Mandela yes. effect is? Okay. The Bernstein Bears to the Bernstein Bears shit. Yeah, okay. Think about it this way. When you're playing Grand Theft Auto Five online, you're, you're dropped into Los Santos. However, that's not the only Los Santos in the entire Grand Theft Auto Online. There are different servers. Each one has a server cap, right? So think about it this way. You have five servers, okay? One of them glitches out to the point where, like, it's a serious glitch, like game-breaking glitch, 
right? Kind of like very similar to like when you save while using cheat codes in Grand Theft Auto, right? I feel like all this would explain deja vu as well, too. Exactly, but I'm, I'll get to that. Right. <laughs> you get this thing that, that's glitched, right? So the administrators, the people who are in control of it, essentially they go into their files, they copy all the registered users and the NPC files from one server, drop them over into another. Right, but because the fucking thing is glitched out to a point where it's game breaking, there's a good chance files have been corrupted or what have you, and that's how you end up with the remnants, the videos of of, of you know shit that you know disprove the Mandela effect or prove that it's real, or you know this that and the other, right? So technically, you look at like the the Star Wars thing where they say, "Oh, Luke, I am your father," and but but it's actually no, I am your father. But then you find videos of James Earl Jones stating the line, and he reads it as "Luke, I am your father." You know what I mean? Well, that did exist. However, it existed in a different server that corrupted. And then they, those people, the people who had that shared memory, were simply copied over into this simulation. See, to me, this is just kind of funny that you brought up the Mandela Effect. Because I just watched a video about all of the all the cases meant the Mandela Effect with movies and shit. I watched that shit last night about 3 a.m. Yeah. but but you It get, happened a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you get what I'm saying, though. Yeah. You know, it's it definitely it can all be factored into the simulation theory. You know, it's the same thing with, like, organized religion and shit. Tell me that you haven't... I mean, you, we've all encountered those people that f- their faith is unshakable. Even when you show them evidence that it doesn't make sense, their sh- their faith is unshakable. Look at the people that are in Scientology. You know what I mean? Like Scientology, you point out all the terrible things Scientology has done to a Scientologist, and they refuse to believe you. You know what I mean? Like it's, and that's the thing. I wanted to bring this up because it is a meme right now. But the problem is the meme is just because of you know the internet, and that's the way the internet is. But when you really get into it, it's very fucking interesting because the the role of an NPC is basically just to fuck up your life, to fuck up your life, and and essentially make your experience as a source user um, worse basically Um, the idea that Jerry Christ was bringing forward uh, is that once the registered users like the registered source users once they all level up to the point where they leave the simulation without without them in the simulation the simulation will end and who knows how that glitch will you know fucking manifest whether it be you know, super volcano erupting or what have you. I don't know. It's something interesting to think about regardless. Just an immediate outbreak of AIDS. Probably. We all get fucked to death. <laughs> In all honesty, though, what do you guys think of this? I mean, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it could go into the, you know, feeling deja vu or, you know, remembering things differently, but oh no, it was like this. You know, the Berenstein Bears, Berenstein Bears. Yeah. Fucking Luke, I am your father. No, I am your father. Yeah. Like, I, I specifically remember Luke, I am your father. Yeah. But we all do. Yeah. And there's plenty of movies where it references it as Luke, I am your father. Yep. So I'm just saying, man, it's, it's just, it's, it's fucking interesting shit. I think shit. it's like most of the other. I guess is yeah. This would be classified as conspiracy theory. Yeah, technically speaking, it's like all the other well-known conspiracy theories. It does have valid, plausible points to it. Yeah, but like that's the thing. But there's no solid evidence, like everything else in the fucking world. But like, and like that's the thing. It's until you start noticing certain glitches, you know, and everything like that. I mean, because some things can just be explained. You know what I mean? That's just fact. 
And a lot of people, you know, who refuse to question it and everything like that, or people that are not memorable for the right reasons. And that's the thing. Another thing we were talking about, um, I wanted to get into this before we, uh, before we, you know, uh, move on to a different topic, start jerking each other off. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, um, we were talking about how, have you ever noticed that like someone, you know, could start off as a real shit bag and then, you know, you, you, you break away from them from a few years and then you go back and, and they're a completely different person. It's like, you know, they cleaned up their ways. All right. Think about it this way. If an NPC's role is to fuck with your experience as a source user and you reject that NPC, What's stopping the moderators or the fucking coders from going in and just changing the code around, making them a different person, making them not a shitbag, mm-hmm. and then reinserting them into your playthrough years later? Or what is perceived as years later, but realistically probably isn't. Like five minutes, really. It's like a nanosecond. You know, five lines of code later. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hmm. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's food for thought. It's it's interesting shit. When you really when you really dig into it. And at the end of the day, if this is a simulation I just want some fucking cheat codes. Just I'll be happy. Just end it. Yeah. Right? Just fucking it's like, end uh, it. In school, the book fairs and shit, how they'd have like the... The big book of cheat codes. Yeah, yeah. like cheat code book 2017, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Where the fuck is that for life? Right, no kidding. <laughs> but no, honestly though, man, we 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 went, we talked about this for fucking three and a half hours. Like we were just going on and on like that. Factoring it into different shit. And it's all very fucking interesting. But at the end of the day, you know, it's a theory. Yeah. But it is what it is. But like, you know, I encourage you listeners to think about it and, you know, put it towards, you know, your thoughts and what have you. And just really think about it. Because at the end of the day, what else do you have to fucking do? You're listening to us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Come on. Just don't think about it hard enough to the point where you get brain aneurysm like I'm or an erection. Feel like I'm about to get. Right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to happen either way. Yeah. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, moving on on to on, on Holy Beast and Blasphemous Theories, we have a special event for you tonight. So, oh, man. So, uh, yeah, we will get right into that. All right, so now on Unholy Beast and Blasphemous Theories, we have a very special, special thing for you. Uh, we are going to sit down and have a nice little phone discussion with uh, the producer of the cryptid documentary group Small Town Monsters. So I'd like to welcome Jason to the Church Absurd. Jason, how you doing? doing well how are you i am surviving you know taking it one day at a time all right so first off uh tell tell us uh tell tell the listeners a little bit about your group um we're basically just a kind of diy film company in northeast ohio um seth the uh director started the whole thing a few years ago with a movie called minerva monster Mm. and things have just kind of snowballed from there Excellent, excellent. How many documentaries have you have you guys done so far? Eight so far. Yeah. I uh, just finished my sixth oh, with the group. Very nice, very nice. I've known I've known Seth for about fifteen years. We used to kind of just make joke like mockumentaries um, as friends, and it's it's kind of ridiculous that we ended up making actual films. Yeah. Uh, this much further down the line. Hey, I mean, you know, sometimes things just work out that way. Gotta start somewhere. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. All right. So, so basically, um, you you said that you you yourself you're you're pretty skeptic when it comes to this this kind of stuff. Yeah, I never. 
and I mean this with all due respect, I never had any interest in cryptozoology or, or any of the the monsters or any of the topics. And uh, Seth asked me along to work on one of the films, and uh, you know, I've kind of changed my opinion on how I feel about the subject matter over time. It's it's gotten more interesting for me, but it's been uh, just kind of learning as I go. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, but in the crypto world, I'm definitely, I guess, a poser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This guy's a phony. <laughs> no, in all honesty, though, uh, you know, the thing about cryptids is it's, you know, number, number one, it's just, it's essentially just a more, uh, it's just another version of a ghost story most of the time. Uh, but like, you know, there's, there's different offshoots when it comes to like, you know, stuff like, uh, we covered like the ass wang in episode four, uh, <laughs> where, where it's, uh, you know, it, it was mainly used as like essentially like a boogeyman type character, but then you get people that are just dead set, you know what I mean? Like, like Bigfoot and whatnot, you know, the people that go out and actively hunt Bigfoot, you know, they're pretty dead set on it, but it, you know, realistically. <laughs> now I, I do have a quick question for you. Would you all be interested in making a documentary of a man in eastern Kentucky that 100% believes Bigfoot is in the area. Uh, to, to make a movie specifically about the, the, the man himself? <laughs> I mean, it would be pretty, it would be honestly a depressing movie if you did that. It could be turned into a comedy, but he's a lonely little man that lives in a shed out in the woods near where I live. Yeah, I mean, you might get a palm door for it, just because just like depressing movies usually win the palm door. <laughs> And he pretty, uh, he's pretty close to being encrypted. But Lonnie li- literally leaves bananas out for yeah. Bigfoot. He believes that Bigfoot is a primate creature. And uh, for some reason, the bananas are getting peeled and half-eaten. Most likely one of our neighbors fucking with them. But uh, they keep it interesting. You know, as a skeptic, I mean... All the people that I've encountered through this process, you can... Even me, somebody who doesn't believe, you can tell somebody who's been genuinely moved or rattled by something they've experienced. Yeah. So, Lonnie has uh, been uh, he's been touched in the head in several different ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. he's special, but yeah. in the best type of way. His voice is that a uh, it sounds like a broken light bulb making sweet love to a pile of gravel. Why don't you go give him an example, Jess? Actually, Jess is a very spot-on impersonation. Yeah, basically, Lonnie's voice sounds like this. I've been leaving bananas for him. And it's, uh, yeah, it's very, very, very <laughs> gravelly. But, uh, but well, yeah. I, I hope he finds them. <laughs> yeah, me, me too. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, in all honesty, though, um, you, you, guys have, uh, you guys have sort of, like, built up a, a pretty, you know, pretty high standard i mean you guys are you guys were are one of the many things that are featured on amazon prime and whatnot yeah it's been a total surprise i mean it didn't really set in for me how many people were really watching our films until the mothman of point pleasant came out yeah um i mean it's been a slow build but every uh it doesn't feel real to me quite a bit of the time yeah um i mean most of us still work full-time jobs um, but it's it's exciting. Oh it's, yeah, it's something that I never expected to be a part of. I'll tell you what, man. It just it uh, it's amazing how life can work like that sometimes, where it's just like somehow you just do things right and you end up you know getting some exposure and everything like that. Uh, how uh, how how deep like you know into like 
you know, essentially like, are you, have you guys just traveled nationwide or have you gone up like up to in like, you know, international with it? Uh, one day we would love to, to go overseas or just outside of the country in general. Uh, the farthest we've gone so far as a group is Falk, Arkansas. Yeah. Um, we're going back there again in a couple months to work on a new project that I'm not entirely sure what all that is going to entail. It's going to involve the Boggy Creek Monster again. Uh-huh. Seth, on the other hand, is working on kind of a solo project. It's still going to be released under the Small Town Monsters imprint, but it's called On the Trail of Bigfoot. Yeah. And it's more like a, a docu-series rather than a movie. Right on. And Seth has gone all over the country, uh, as far as Montana. Um, actually, even further, he went all the way to California. So he's Damn. been all over the place from California to Maine working on that. Yeah. Have you, uh, I, you know, with traveling and whatnot, you, you, I, I, I'm willing to bet you probably have some interesting stories of meeting the locals, eh? Um... Yeah, you know, surprisingly, it's been pretty tame. Uh, everybody seems really happy when we're around working on this stuff because um, we're usually going to places that, you know, not a whole lot goes on. Yeah. Um, the craziest encounters we've had have been when we've been shooting pickup shots or recreations closer to home. Um, we actually... We're working on the Bray Road Beast. Uh, it's the one we finished most recently. And this past summer, we were doing a recreation shot where I actually was in the werewolf suit um, for no reason other than I am a small man and it the suit wouldn't fit anybody else. So uh, I found out legitimately the day of that I would be a werewolf when... Uh, so I'm standing there, it's about 90 degrees at 11 at night, and some man just comes shuffling down the road screaming that we're blocking the road and no ambulances can get through and people are going to die because of us. <laughs> and uh, screaming Damn. every obscenity under the sun. And I'm not a uh, call-the-cops kind of guy, but... Um, I called the cops. <laughs> <laughs> they just showed up. You you kept the werewolf suit on when they showed up. <laughs> you know, they they never came. Uh, They're probably so used to it from really, that guy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what, what came of that, but I'm just standing in the middle of the road in a werewolf suit being screamed at by presumably a crackhead. <laughs> probably. Yeah, good, pretty good chance. Yeah, um, so you've covered, you know, certain things, like you said, the like Boggy Creek, and I know you guys covered the Flatwoods Monster as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, is, is there, is it specifically, you know, targeted towards cryptids, or have you, have you guys ever, like, thought about branching out and, like, talking about, like, you know, ghosts and stuff like that, like, going to, like, haunted areas, like, haunted, you know, like, well-known haunted forests and whatnot, or, like, maybe, you know, like, Gettysburg, you know, there's always those stuff about Gettysburg being haunted, or are you looking to, are you mainly looking to keep it all cryptid-related? Hmm? Perryville, uh, Perryville Battlefield in Kentucky is the bloodiest battle of the Civil War. Yeah, that's where everyone go went out ghost hunting where I grew up. Yeah, we're uh, we're absolutely looking into branching out, and the the film that I'm 
most excited to work on is going to be the Bell Witch. Oh, very um, nice. Uh, looking to get started on that next year, and it's where hopefully I'll get a crack at uh, co-writing. Yeah. Because that that is a story that just kind of sat with me since I was really young. I had recurring nightmares about the Bell Witch, so um, I am legitimately terrified to work on that, but really excited. Yeah. Have you guys ever thought of like? Because I know you said Seth's working on that docu series. Have you guys ever thought about doing like a, a series for like stuff, you know, like stuff that that there's you know not too much information on, where it's like you know you can do like a little you know twenty minute you know bit about you know like for example the melon heads or what have you. Uh, yeah, there there are a lot of things in in the works. It's just a matter of what is gonna take off and um, something that's really important to to us and kind of vital to our stories is making sure that there are actual witnesses who are still alive who are still around or who are willing to to sit down and talk with us yeah um which obviously that's a big challenge concerning the bell witch because that story is hundreds of years old yeah Um, so not a lot of uh not a lot of options there yeah not a lot of hundred hundred plus year old people (laughs) that are willing to sit down for an interview (laughs) yeah i I mean for that reason alone i'm excited to see kind of how we approach that whole thing yeah you know there's there's ways to do it you know you could just do it like a history channel special and you you, you, like you said you guys do a lot of like reenactments and stuff like that with that you know i mean that's yeah i i mean for us the, the stories for us are always about the the people involved the town specifically how it kind of shapes the culture in a lot of cases even the economy yeah um so making sure there's a human element uh is extremely vital to what we do and it's why some of those smaller more obscure stories can be a little more challenging but um for us everything is pretty much on the table as long as we can uh, find the right story to tell uh, absolutely as someone who hasn't i don't mean to sound rude or anything but someone who hasn't heard of your group before have you all ever heard of the story of the public public monster out here in kentucky uh yeah people ask us about that one all the time i don't know a whole lot about it but whenever we do Q and A's. It seems like somebody always asks us if uh, we're interested in looking into that. Yeah, I mean, you know, granted budgetary problems and what have you. You know, I mean, obviously you can't, you know, immediately go, you know, drop everything and go check a certain, you know, thing out. But yeah, and things change all the time because people, uh, for a couple of years, were asking us if we would do a movie on the Flatwoods monster. And the answer to that for a really long time was no, because of how hard it is to get a hold of people close to that story. And finally there was a breakthrough there, and, you know, I was sitting at a QA and a with Seth, and somebody said, are you going to do the Flatwoods Monster? And we said no, and then three months later we were shooting the flatwoods monster <laughs> <laughs> well then that begs the question in the future is there any chance of y'all covering the public monster or the uh, goat man yeah. public bridge whatever you want to call it uh yeah possibly i mean i don't want to put that out there like we are going to do it no that's why i just said yep confirmed future, they'll like, be here soon yeah breaking news <laughs> breaking news everybody you heard it here first <laughs> that's why i said in the future like theoretically yeah 
Yeah, yeah, any, any of this stuff is on the table as long as uh, the human element presents itself, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Because there's a lot of people around the area where the public bridge is at that will tell you stories of encounters and all that. And yeah. Like personal encounters? It. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I've been out there. I've sexual done all encounters. The- <laughs> yeah, sexual encounters is what you're saying. Don't man gone wrong. <laughs> Yeah, goat man gone wild. Plus, on a side note, most people don't know there is a satanic church not far from the bridge, too. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm telling you, man, we're giving you good material here. <laughs> we want a writing credit, goddammit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. In all honesty, though, uh, yeah. The I mean, it's it's number one. It's it's cool that you know people are out there doing this type of stuff because like especially where it's like you guys are are you know independent you don't have like discovery channel backing you you know what i mean you're not sell it's like ghost adventures yeah you're not sellouts <laughs> is what it comes down to you guys are keeping yeah. it you're like the punk rock cryptid group you know what i mean and that's that, that's that's exactly um the analogy i use all the time is because i i mean i came up uh hanging out with punk rock bands going on tour with them as a merch guy and um, whenever we do these things, it's it's like guerrilla style filmmaking. It's we we jump in a van and drive 14 hours and just get out and set up. There's there's not a lot of location scouting. It's just uh, show up and start filming stuff and hope nobody tells us to stop. <laughs> Which doing it nobody that asked that dreaded question do you have a permit yeah exactly. which doing that way does make it a little bit harder but again like reverend said it's real you're yeah, not a sellout yeah. you don't have to fake your content just to please yeah. whoever the fuck's backing you unless of course they got to pull out the werewolf suit but yeah <laughs> no uh, that's only when it's getting kinky though yeah <laughs> no uh, okay so uh, how much how are you for the in the Wolfman costume, yeah, just like you, hour, hour and a half tops. <laughs> do you do children's parties? <laughs> yeah, my uh, my nephew's got a birthday coming up soon. <laughs> He'll be five. <laughs> no. Hey man, I didn't think I'd be doing this. So whatever you guys need. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's what we like to hear. All right, so I want to talk. I want to talk about Bray Road, man. This this is the new project. Are you guys still still in the like you know screening process with it and everything like that? Yeah, actually, tomorrow, uh, Small Town Monsters is based out of Wadsworth, Ohio. We all grew up in the Canton, Ohio area. Yeah. And uh, there's a historic theater in town, the Palace Theater. Uh, We're going to screen the Bray Road Beast tomorrow night, and we're pretty excited. We actually don't do a lot of hometown screenings, maybe like one a year, so this is a pretty special night for all of us but um i know bray road beast has played out on the west coast uh it's been a horror hound selection um so yeah that i I mean as long as people keep screening it we don't necessarily tour the films around but um yeah you don't make a road show out of it see i want to watch this one because i haven't heard of the script yeah yeah. It's uh, it's my favorite story that we've told so far, with the exception of of the Mothman. I think, um, production-wise, I mean, the guys we work with, uh, our whole team just keeps getting better and better. Yeah. Um, and this uh, 
I, I just really feel like we broke new ground with this one. Definitely. And just on the premise, because I don't know if y'all have done it or not, but never stoop low enough to do the fucking Dover Demon or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> the well, Jersey that Devil. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the so are, are you guys planning on like uh, more you know any any serious like festival submissions and everything like that? Uh, we got accepted to a few festivals and something typical for me. I don't know what they are. Yeah. <laughs> I have uh, I'm in my car right now, so I don't have it written down. But I believe one of them was the Hot Springs Festival. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I know I know Seth has kind of sent it around a little bit, and uh, every couple of weeks we'll get a notification that uh, somebody new picked it up. So hopefully it keeps uh, picking up steam over time. I'll tell you what, man. In all honesty, that would be really cool is if you were able to, you know, essentially like if you were able to make a living off of this and like you know just just live the dream, just be able to just you know. Every you know every weekend have a different you know shoot you're off to like and and you're you're talking about this type of stuff like that would be that would be really dope yeah it would unless it gets to the point of hunting Bigfoot yeah unless you go <laughs> not talking about I'm talking about the actual show like the, yeah oh you mean finding Bigfoot finding Bigfoot yes <laughs> AKA not finding Bigfoot because it's been eight seasons and they found nothing yeah. Uh, yeah, we're always very conscious of uh, sounding like we're trying to prove anything with these movies, whether these creatures are real or not. Um, we're not going out and setting up trail cameras and hunting or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, the, to me personally, like I think anybody that takes that that approach, it's very hacky. You know what I mean? Like, where it's like, I, I think it's better to just you know present the evidence, and yeah, if you want to make a couple jokes about something like that's what we do. You know what I yeah. mean? We, we will we'll read through like the cryptid stuff, and then you know we'll you know make a little make a couple jokes, but like realistically, we don't ever say like oh well uh, you know we went out and tried to find it and didn't find a thing or anything like that, because like that's not what it's about. You know what I mean? It's just it's essentially you're 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 telling you know you're telling just. Camp, like essentially campfire ghost stories, just you know, adding a monster to it. I hear a special coming on. <laughs> <laughs> but in all honesty, man, like you know, we, we you know, it's it's great that you guys are doing this, man. So uh, you know, I mean, this is this is your shot, man. Uh, if you you know any any specific ones you, you, that are you know av- available to watch now that you know people can literally the minute they're done listening to this can go check out. Um, anybody who has Amazon Prime, uh, I believe. Like five or six of our films are up there right now. Um, Bray Road Beast is available for rental. Uh, you can rent that for two to three dollars on Amazon, Vimeo, a uh, couple other platforms as well. Pretty much most digital platforms you can uh, stream any of them. Excellent, excellent. Right on. Do you guys do? Uh, do you guys do home media releases? Like, do you guys get like DVDs made? Uh, yeah, if you go to shop.smalltownmonsters.com, there's uh, DVDs of all of them. We've got three packs. Uh, we we kind of split them up by subject. So there's a Bigfoot three-pack of Minerva Monster, Beast of Whitehall, Boggy Creek Monster. Yeah. And then there's uh, Appalachian Monsters three-pack with uh, Mothman of Point Pleasant, Invasion on Chestnut Ridge, and the Flatwoods Monster. And mm. my favorite production story comes from Invasion on Chestnut Ridge because uh, I, I don't really know if anybody else in Small Town Monsters knows this, but... Um, oh, hot take. Hot take. Oh, oh, oh. 
I aggressively tried to contact Tom DeLong. Oh, God. Someone odd shot um, that? Knowing full well that he would say no to me if I got through to him. Yeah. Um, simply because I wanted to include in the credits that Tom DeLong declined to be a part of this project. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'll tell you what, man. It is, it, is, it is awesome, and you know we can't thank you enough. Where can they find you guys on social media? Best one to follow would be Seth at Seth Breeds Love. Uh-huh. And uh, Small Town Monsters is on Facebook, uh, Instagram. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Jason Udis. I don't really... Uh, uh, I'm just weird online, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, do you interesting stuff there? Do you lurk mainly? Uh, yeah. Full time, I manage like a, a medical billing office. <laughs> no, I said lurk, not work. <laughs> like I was talking about your social media. Do you just not right, post much and check everything out? You're way in the background there. Oh, um, sorry about that. Sorry, we don't have a really professional setup. You're just plugged up to my aux cord, and <laughs> it's basically just using the omnidirectional mic feature on my cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> And you now have a new follower on Small Town Monsters. But yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, if you guys want to follow Small Town Monsters and everything like that, we'll put all the information in the description of the episode. So whatever player you're listening to this on, uh, you just check the description. You'll be able to you know, follow them and whatnot. Uh, Jason, we can't thank you enough for uh, you know, coming on and you know, plugging, the, plugging the stuff, man. We, we really appreciate what you're doing out there, man. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. And we wish you the best of luck with you know, everything, everything in the future for Small Town Monsters because... Like I said, you know, the fact that you guys are doing it on the independent level is something that, you know, should be not only viewed and respected, but it should be encouraged. So, you guys are you guys are doing doing it the right way. You know what I mean? You guys aren't hitting up Discovery Channel and saying, "Hey, we'll fake a bunch of shit." You know what I mean? So, thanks. Thanks for uh having me on and uh if anybody checks the stuff out we hope you like it yeah yeah and make sure you tell them just be like church absurd brought me here aren't they a bunch of losers <laughs> those those fucking assholes <laughs> all right well jason we're gonna let you let you you know get out from the car because i guarantee it's colder than hell there than it is here <laughs> yeah oh it's not too bad it's yeah. just getting started. Yeah. All right, brother. Well, thank you very much for coming on, man. You have a great rest of your night. All right, you guys too. Thank you so much. All right, be good, brother. In all honesty, thank you very much uh, to the to Jason from Small oh, Town. Absolutely, yeah. It's interesting to hear about. I mean, uh, now I would love to get, get them out here hunting Bigfoot in the vortex area. I mean, in Eastern it, Kentucky. In all honesty, when they if they come down here to shoot for Pope Lick, we gotta go. We gotta make a road trip. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, no, no. We absolutely do. But, it's not that far, honestly. But but I'm just saying, we gotta. We, I want to see the Satanic Church. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But uh, in all honesty, check them out. You know, give them their support and everything like that. Buy the fucking DVDs. I'm as soon as, as soon as my paycheck clears, I'm going to buy them. Uh, and, so, uh, and if like I still that, have my what, old Windows phone, I can show you pictures of when I was there. Yeah. And in, in all seriousness, get on Amazon Prime right now and watch that shit. Because you know, I mean, I mean, it's fucking. They're like I said, like I said, they're the punk rock group of fucking cryptid hunters and encrypted documentarians. So. Best part is they're not sellouts. Yeah, and they ain't fucking fuck sellouts. sellouts. Exactly. Like Sam. Yeah. Yep. De- definitely check. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely check them out. It's not selling out. It's buying in. But yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, folks. We are going to be right back on the Church Absurd. False Co. has an ad, and frankly, it's been too long for us to put it off any longer. So yeah, we'll be right back on the Church Absurd. Up your game. Buy their shit. You ever find yourself liking Vin Diesel? Have you ever been made fun of for being a fan of the Fast and Furious franchise? How about Lifetime movies? Do you like the band Nickelback? Ever heard of them? How about Ghostbusters 2? That movie's a piece of shit. Well, if you have, 
or you are, you should listen to the Second Shot Podcast. Every Thursday on the Above Below Entertainment Podcast Network. We, we defend you. We'll be there for you if you like one of these things or another thing that may not be so popular with the in-crowd. It's weird. Art's weird. Everything's dumb. I love it. Listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or just go to our website on Audio Boom. Internet. Brought to you by the Internet. We have a very high retainer. Are you tired of getting offended by every single small little joke that comes your way? Is your thin skin ruining your enjoyment of even the smallest bit of comedy? Do you find it hard to have any joy whatsoever because something is offending you? There's got to be a better way! Well, good news, pussy. There is. Attend our new seminar from Falsco Self-Help, entitled... Get the fuck over yourself. Your standpoint in life is nowhere near as important as you think it is. And guess what? The people who should be getting offended aren't. So the fact that you feel the need to virtue signal and get offended for them makes you seem like an idiot. Our seminar is designed to help you realize that no one actually gives a shit about what you think. Frankly, you're an asshole for thinking they should. So if you feel the need to try and control what people say because it offends you just the slightest bit, you need to come to this seminar. Our panel speakers will tell you exactly what you need to hear. Spots are limited because there's more of you offended fuckers every single day. Head over to our website, I'mFuckingFullOfMyself.com and sign up for the seminar, Get the Fuck Over Yourself Today. Trust me. You need this. And we are back to the Church Absurd. Your host, Reverend Jess, joined by Deacon Sam and Cardinal Chris. All right, folks. I mean, there's no there's no getting around it. We're pretty far into this episode already. So, uh, yeah, it's time for uh, everyone's favorite segment. Up, man. That's right, folks. It's time for Wow, That's Fucked Up. This is where we look at fucked up shit and make fun of it like adults. I just realized something. Mm. You turn the monster that way and she moved in there. She's going to see it. No. She, <laughs> if, if she's sitting on the futon, yeah. I don't think she yeah, She's She's facing the wall. That way. <laughs> <laughs> she's in the corner. <laughs> is she that innocent? <laughs> she just doesn't like gross stuff. She's only human. It's okay. All right. <laughs> So what we're going to be looking at on while that's fucked up. First off, let's look at like literally death of somebody. Okay, but that's not the first time. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, a woman named Nat Natalia Borodina. Okay, she was uh, she's from Czechoslovakia, and uh, yeah, she was down in the Dominican Republic. And uh, I feel like I've already seen this on E Shocker. Decided. No, to I get, saw this on 4chan. Decided to get uh, decided to get a little crazy. So uh, yeah, let's take a look. Picking up a zero, three, two, one. Heads out the window. Driving in the rain. Having a great old time. And done. (laughs) Here it is in slow motion. Bitch deserved it. This is a show what she hits. 
It, it was a street sign, is what mm. she hit. And moment Cuff of impact. Figgity. Moment wow. of impact. Oh, <laughs> Yeesh. <laughs> I thought this was supposed to be crunchy. This is just funny. <laughs> <This is fucked up. laughs> <God>. <laughs> again, 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 again. <laughs> How sick and deluded are you? So yeah, I think I got into that a little too much. <laughs> she did not make it, uh, but uh, okay. So yeah, uh, the moral of this story is don't hang your fucking head out of car windows. That's not even just don't hang your whole whole like upper torso out the fucking window. Agreed. All right, moving on. <laughs> moving on to the next item. That's just fucking natural selection. <laughs> moving on to the next item. Let's talk about the period queen. <laughs> Sam's like, is it let's that, fucking talk about the period queen. Is it the girl that ate a bloody tampon? Uh, this is, uh, yeah. It, I mean, E-Fuck said it was the most vile woman you'll ever see. The most vile woman on the internet. So let's let's give it a shot. I thought that was my sister. With her taste in men? Sure. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Three, two, one, it's zero. Hello. <clears throat> Me, Jazz. Okay, so... Fuck, her name's Jess. <laughs> yeah. A tampon that I filled up yesterday, but it's been sitting all night and it smells disgusting. Okay, so this is what my pet looks like, and <laughs> that poor dog in the background. Every day or whatever, but fuck the little ankle biter. This is a lot. This is a shitload. It's a shitload, like, Sam. It's coming out of the wrong hole to be a shithole. Uh, You're a shitload. Almost 24 hours. So it's like super, super soaked. It's super soaked. God damn it. And I actually like the smell of period. Like, this thing smells like shit just because it's been sitting in here all night. And getting all nasty. Oh my god. This might be the episode I throw up. If you do it, don't it do it like in the mic. I'm not even kidding. See, look, it's like soaked all the way to the bottom. No, if I do it, I'm going to throw up on so Deacon. This is like a lot. No. This smells nice and fresh and great. I don't have a problem with this. Sam, you're missing it. Pay Pretty attention. Sure I've seen this. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm. So far, so good. What's next? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think guys pay for this? Probably. I wonder if I can suck it out. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, turn your vibrator off, please. I, I did. What the funny? fuck is wrong with the human race? Wouldn't it be funny if she just like ate shit? <laughs> like literally like no, <laughs> no, not, no, not literally. Ah! Yeah, I just squeezed that out. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh god. See, this is what I was about to make you make a joke about you 
kind of lacking on this episode, but no, never mind. Fresh and a lot, and there's no cotton absorbing it. Don't do it, 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 don't
I'm going to be reviewing Popeye's Magnolia Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hate that guy. Next is the bookend. Uh, that's... I need to bring up another video of his for the cringe corner. No, <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. So Joey's World Tour. That guy that was eating Popeye's chicken weirdly on the video mm, just playing earlier. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, we are going to get into it. So let's get this started. All right. Are you ready to start? <clears throat> yes. All right. Let's start out with Doctor Evil. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm honestly interested to hear the uh, West Batman. She was young and beautiful, but now she is battered and dead. She is not my first, and she will not be the last, Robin. <laughs> now can you do Billy West? Who? Billy West. Like Fry? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, Macho Man or Eddie Savage. I lay awake at night thinking about my next victim. Oh yeah. Maybe she will be the beautiful blonde that babysits near the little store and walks down the dark alley each evening about seven, oh yeah. Or maybe she will be the shapely blue-eyed brownette that said no when I asked her for a date in high school, oh yeah. She turned down the macho man. Clint Eastwood. Keep your sisters, daughters, and wives off the streets and alleys. Miss Bates was stupid. She went to slaughter like a lamb. She did not put up a struggle. <laughs> you have to have the, the scowl in there. Go <laughs> uh, Yoda. Mm. But I did. It was a bomb. Mm-hmm. I first pulled the middle wire from the distributor. Mm-hmm. Mm. Give me some Lonnie. Then I waited for her in the library <laughs> and followed her out after about two minutes. The battery must have been dead by then. I then offered to help. She was then very willing to talk to me. I told her that my car was down the street and that I would be giving her a lift home. When we were away from the library walking, I said it was about time. She asked me, about time for what? And I said it was about time for her to die and for me to leave a banana by my shed. Trump. I grabbed her around the neck with my hand over her mouth and my other hand a small knife at her throat, okay? She went very willingly. Nobody ever went more willingly than she did. All right. Her breast felt very warm and firm under my hands. I just grabbed her breast by the pussy, you know. <laughs> Comment you made earlier. Ted Cruz. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ted Cruz. I'm the Zodiac Killer. Hi, I like incest porn on my Twitter. I'll see if you <laughs> just fucking make something up out of it. Hi, I'm Ted Cruz. Uh, I'm getting a raging clue. (laughs) Getting a raging clue. My clue's pointing this way. Next. 
Sean Connery. Hold on, let me find where I was. <laughs> Fucking. Uh, okay, the breast and uh, all right. All right, You're welcome. Uh, all right. The breast and uh, the knife. Uh, where, where was I? At? All right. But only one thing was on my mind: making her pay for the brush-offs that she had given me during the years prior. She died hard. She squirmed and shook as I choked her. And her lips twitched. Next. <laughs> Bam. Okay. Dude, she let out a haggard ass scream once and I kicked her in the head to shut her up. I plunged the knife into her and it broke. I then finished the job by cutting her throat. I am not sick. <laughs> I am insane. But that will not stop the game. This letter should be published for all to read it. It might just save that girl in the alley. But that's up to you. McConaughey. It'll be on your conscience. <laughs> Not mine. Yes, I did. I did make that call to you also. It's just a warning. Beware. I'm stalking your girls now. And then another piano note. That's even perfect. All right. All right. Now let's talk about the cipher. You know, you know the cipher that he fucking, you know, sent to the fucking stupid ass bullshit. Huh? Uh, the newspaper, the one that was actually like, it was decoded by like two fucking like old people. Uh, yeah, we're gonna talk about that. So I have the translation of it, but for some reason it decided to get all wonky when I fucking transferred it over. So let me give it a second just to adjust it. Give me, uh, give me a voice. Far East, Batman. I like caring people. <laughs> Next. <laughs> give me, uh, Gilbert Gottfried. I like killing people because it is so much fun. It is more fun than killing. Wild game in the forest because man is the most dangerous animal of all to kill something. Next. Reagan. Well, gives me the most thrilling experience. It is better than getting your rocks off with a girl. Well, the best part of it is when they die. Cage. When I die, I will be reborn in paradise, and all they've killed will become my slaves. I will not give you my name because you'll try to slow me down or atop my collecting of slaves for my afterlife. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's, that's it. it. That's it. Right. That got dangerously close to Snape. No, I, 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 I could never do Alan Rickman's voice. I could never do it justice. <laughs> Alan Rickman was a beautiful soul, and uh, I miss him very much. In all honesty, he was one of the best actors in the history of acting, and uh, he—it's a shame that he's gone. So I would never ever be able to do his voice because his voice was like no other. And I, I genuinely—maybe, huh. maybe. Sister Christian just asked me if I was going to cry. Uh, I might. <laughs> he might. In all honesty, gotta, he just might. I still got to say, I think my favorite role I've seen him in that I remember seeing him in was Metatron. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. He's incredible as Metatron, but like, but even like, oh, and Supernatural. No, and uh, Dogma. Dogma. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but yeah, he uh, 
Alan Rickman, God, he was incredible. Like there will be no other. Mm. Definitely. Uh He's like Highlander. There can only be one. Basically, um, no. In all in all honesty, though, like um, just Alan Rickman, man. Like he fucking out of the gate, he was Hans Gruber in Die Hard. That was oh, his yeah. first, his fucking, first fucking yeah. movie. Him his, and Bruce Willis. Well, I mean, his Bruce Willis had been in movies before, but it was his first like big star yeah. role. But like literally, it was his debut. Yeah, but like fucking literally, it was Rickman's first movie. Like, he had only done television up to that point and, like, stage plays. And, like, the fact that he knocked it out of the park as Hans Gruber, like, it's fucking incredible. I don't know, but now that I've thought of Highlander, what movie was it where Sean Connery tried to play a fucking Japanese man? Uh, that was Highlander. Yeah. Oh, uh, was? Well, yeah. no, he was, a, he was a Spaniard. He'd just been in Japan. Yeah. All right. And he had a katana. I was just think of his voice going, Haggis, what is Haggis? <laughs> I've <right>. never heard <laughs> of this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. It's time to cringe. Yeah. You want to cringe with me, boys? <laughs> Are y'all really Snapchatting each other from right across the room? Yep. Yep. She's like saying things like, I want to suck your cock so hard when we get home. And I'm saying things like, me too. <laughs> Put that strap on, on and please fuck me. <laughs> That's right, folks. It is the Cringe Corner. This is where we look at cringy shit and try not to cringe. But, but we, we always, always do. do. Exactly. See how you were left out of that, Chris? See? See how that happened? Get used, used to, to it. A lot yeah. of it. <laughs> get used to it. <laughs> I'm already used to it. That's why I backed up from Mike when y'all were saying that shit. All right. First off, let's talk about poop scissors. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is a Reddit post. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. God damn it. All right. So, uh, the Reddit post started with saying, if uh, you, if cops invaded your house right now, what would be the most embarrassing shit they'd find? Uh, and someone responded, poop scissors. And they said, what? So, he's like... All right, I'm drunk, so I'll get it out there. When I was younger, I only took, like, shits, like, three times a week. Instead of every day like a normal kid, I also ate a shit ton, so these tri-weekly shits would more often be generally pro- generously proportioned. I clogged our toilet so much, my parents would get pissed. Problem was, these monster shits weren't going anywhere, so I had to get creative. Enter the poop scissors. <laughs> a nice, strong, sturdy pair of scissors from the junk drawer. If I took a shit that I felt was too big, no problem. I'd use my poop scissors to chop it up into pieces, thus making it flushable. As you imagine, they got quite used to often, used quite often, and poop got caked onto them real fast. I quickly realized that these scissors could never be used for normal use again. So each time I was finished with them, I wrapped them in a handkerchief and hid them in my closet. Haven't used them in like eight years or so, so they're still in there. Okay, I hate to be this guy, but I never gotten gold before. And after telling a completely true story from my childhood that I thought might, you know, some may find slightly amusing, I was gifted gold twice in one night while asleep. Thanks for showing my poop scissors some love. Also, many of you have adopted the Pixar didn't happen mindset as Reddit tends to do, which is understandable here. Oh God, I live away from home or for most of the year due to school or work. I can't satisfy your primal desires for poop scissor picks in the near future. I sure as hell am not phoning home 
and go, hey, mom, uh, can you dig through my messy closet until you find a pair of scissors wrapped in a handkerchief stained with dry shit from eight years ago? <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I just need to post a picture of them on the internet. I also sure as hell did not anticipate having to answer so many questions about this story, but it's been hilarious. Proof will come next time I go home for a visit. So if anyone still cares about this in a couple weeks, stay tuned. Too long, didn't read. Poop scissors. So, Chris, do you have poop scissors? No, I'm right. I never needed any. Yeah. Sam's pooping right now. <laughs> Sam, do you need the scissors? <laughs> I wish this cord was longer. I would take it. <laughs> like, what are your thoughts? I think that he was just being responsible and practical, and we shouldn't make fun of him. He just wanted to save his parents' plumbing, and there's nothing wrong with what he did, but he probably should have washed them off really good instead of leaving them all crusty and shit. That's just gross. And I thought we thought we were eight years. Eight years, mind you. I used to use a pair of scissors to cut up those Totino's, Totino's personal pan pizzas you could buy. The frozen ones. shit scissors. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't use, use scissors for shit, but I, like, if I couldn't find a clean knife, so I just grab a pair of scissors. I definitely <laughs> used them for what would make liquidy shits. So that's for sure. <laughs> yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so poop scissors. Uh, yeah. It went in a totally different direction than what I thought it was going to be. All right, well, let's uh, move on. Uh, let's talk about uh, the pony jar. A guy on 4chan's A guy on 4chan stated that uh, on the My Little Pony board uh, that he was in the middle of a project in which he took a jar and uh, he would jerk off and come into the jar and basically the <laughs> in the jar was a Rainbow Dash pony figure. So... So, yeah, that's uh, so right, many that's questions. It for the cringe corner. So many okay, questions, I... not enough fucking time. Well, unfortunately, he ran into a little bit of a snag. I the snag was he was hiding the jar behind a radiator. Oh, and the temperature dropped, so the radiator got turned on. <laughs> it fucking shattered. It boiled it. <sighs> so what we have here, gentlemen. Is boiled semen. Caramelized. Oh. Uh, so basically. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you can either look on that screen or on my screen. So, yeah. Uh, basically, uh, the post uh, says that he hit a snag. And uh, yeah, we're looking at right now a picture of a Rainbow Dash figure looking helplessly. In a jar of caramelized semen. Wait, she stepped out earlier from those videos, but she wanted to see a jar of caramelized cum. Well, this is a little different than watching someone eat their own period blood. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. See, yeah, see even true. she admits it. Fair yeah, enough. That's very true. But uh, but yeah. Okay, so uh, you may think uh, after that happened, uh, his plan was just to bury it and and forget the project, but. 4chan being 4chan, they yeah. inspired him to carry on. Uh, so he grabbed another jar and a new figure. And, uh, yeah. So we now have a second one. The cum looked more fresh than it does now. Here is the glue. The, here the glue had actually weakened and the Rainbow Dash figure was dislodged from his position. So I had to reattach it. So he reached into the semen and grabbed the Rainbow Dash figure, reapplied glue, and then reattached it to the bottom. And, yeah. Eventually... He was able to finish the project. So, 
So what's the what's the end game here? Uh, the end game. Uh, the project was not done. It would be it would prove its worth and arise from the ashes. A long time uh, was passed before I considered going into the jar again to finish what I had started. Months passed with no proje- progress until one day I said, "Stop! Enough is enough. I had started this project and I must finish it." And sure enough, unfortunately, the other updates didn't get saved. But I came so far, literally. Uh, <laughs> so far, I have never believed possible. The Come reached to a level in which the in- almost the entire pony was uh, encased in month-old semen. I have an actual fucking question about this. Okay. How many fucking loads did that take? Uh, it depends. I mean, think about it this way, right? If you're staving up your stockpile, probably, you know, probably getting some decent uh, ropes out of that. So, if he was edging for a little bit, I mean, maybe not as long as you would think. However, oh, no. If well, he was coming into it multiple times per day... Every load is typically between 2 to 5 milliliters of semen. All right. But, <laughs> but, yeah, that, that was vital information. So, yeah. Just, you know, do the math and then... Yeah. Again, I mean... <laughs> well, I can push some rope, but god damn! <laughs> but that we would can take agree, too long. We can agree that it's fucking cringy. Yeah. yeah, no, we agree on that. Yes, yeah. we, we do. So, uh, if you are a brony, don't come into a jar, I guess is what it comes down to. <laughs> or you're going to be in the jar getting come on you. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> uh, it came to fruition. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> you just had to get that last one in there, didn't you? Of course I did. Come on, look who you're talking to. All right. You had to get it in. Moving on, our last item for the Cringe Corner. You know, two quick ones and then one that we suffer through. Uh, so... I think it's time we we revisit an old favorite. What do you think, Sam? Let's do it. Here's Bev and Bob singing Down With The Sickness. Oh, God damn it. Starting. Can you feel that, Chris? No, why does this seem like I'm on an acid trip again? Do you feel that? (laughs) You're going to wish you were on acid. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> what the hell? I thought they seemed a lot younger in their last videos. Matt puts a hell of a Yeah. Oh, oh. I'm gonna have to go home and burn that shirt I have that he's Drowning wearing. Drowning deep in my sea of Broken your server dynamic. We give it to me. It seems what's left of my human side. She just sounds like she's fucking illiterate. Changing in me. Will you give it to me? Without my own reflection. When suddenly it changes. Violently it changes. Oh no. There's no turning back now. You've woken the demon. Took the headphones off the reason we still fucking hear it. (laughs) Get up, come on down with the sickness. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Get up and come down with the sickness. Open up your hate and let it flow into me. Get up and down with the sickness. Get down with the sickness. Mother, get up. Come on, get down with the sickness. Now, obviously, hepatitis C is their sickness. Yeah. 
Madness no, is worse. the gift that has been given to me. <laughs> that's worse. <laughs> They're slowly dying from Zinka. <laughs> I mean, I can see inside you the sickness I is rising. I can see inside you the sickness That's just blue balls, man. Rising. Don't try to deny what you feel. Will you give it to me? It seems that's all was I'm just going to let this play out. And it's decay. Decay. Man, I ain't got enough brain cells left to suffer yeah, I, say, I feel my brain cells just die every time I walk in. Oh, mine aren't house. dying. They're committing, like, a pack suicide. Changes. Changes. The world is a scary place. Yeah, especially when you have to watch this shit. In me! In me! Come on down with the Get up and come down after the work of sickness! Open up your egg and let it flow into me! Get up and come down with the sickness! I gotta be that guy. They were just trying, y'all. It doesn't matter. They're I don't just give a tried. fuck. Some people shouldn't. <laughs> they try. were trying. Fuck you. Oh, the right. sky is not the limit. <laughs> your own your own limits are your limit. Yeah, exactly. All right, uh, we are going to be right back on the Church Absurd. Falsco has another ad, and when we come back, uh, some dramatic reading. So we'll be right back on the Church Absurd. No. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I have a brand new console and I can't find any new games for it. I'm just sitting here collecting dust and I don't know where to find any games. God damn it. GameStop's prices are just so goddamn high. Where am I supposed to go? Vault 606. Located in the middle of beautiful Jackson, Kentucky, next to a Little Caesars on Highway 15, Vault 606 is your one-stop shop for the best deals in gaming. They've got everything, and I'm talking everything, from NES to Sega Genesis to Game Boy Color to Xbox 360 to original Xbox to PS2 to PS1. I'm telling you, they got fucking everything. And if you're looking to be a little bit more artistic, they got a print shop, they got a production company, and all types of creative shit in the middle of the store. And I know what you're thinking. Well, what else do they have? Well, they got action figures. That's right. You want a Rick and Morty action figure? You can find it there. You want a Rocky Horror Picture Show action figure? You can find it there. I'm telling you, you son of a bitch, they got everything. And you're probably sitting there thinking, God damn it, I don't even live in Kentucky. Well, guess what, you little bitch? They're online. They're on eBay at Vault 606 Collectibles. They're on Facebook at Vault 606. You can even add the manager himself, Ben Dale Combs, on Facebook, and you will see the awesome deals he posts daily, as well as beautiful candid shots of his magnificent beard. So get off your easy chair, stop jerking off to fan fiction of Laura Croft, and get your ass down to Vault 606, or get your ass on the computer and check them out online for the most excellent deals you could possibly find in gaming. Are you gonna go to GameStop? Fuck you! Go to Vault 606! You won't be regretting your decision ever! I assure you, 100% church absurd guarantee! And we are back for the final time of this episode to the Church of Sir. Your host, Reverend Just, joined by Deacon Sam and some faggot in a blue shirt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, folks. Well, it is uh, that time. It's time for dramatic reading uh, and uh, a special little bit of dramatic reading after the boys do their dramatic readings. Uh, we have a special guest tonight, and that is Chris's mom. So be prepared for that in the show. Jedi. I love you, Jenny. <laughs> that explains a lot. Anyway. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, um, yeah. We'll we'll get into it right here. 
All right, Sam. Yay. Sam, are you ready? I am. All ready. Today, I will be reading the lyrics from a band called Cock and Ball Torture. The album is Opacy, Volume 6. Number 1, Anal Sex Terror. Seeing my erection pointing out towards her, he told her to forget her fingers and put that one to some good use instead. I probed her anus with my cock, and it slipped right into it. Number 2, Candy Teen Pussy Pleasers. Shove that dildo up my squeezing fanny. Suck my enormous melons. I'm begging you. Her on my hands and knees. I need to be spanked and fucked. I need your stiff prick up my ass. Fecal fatal. I needed to come, so I washed my own tits. Together around his prick so he could finger my clit. I sat down hard on his knees, wiggling my bum around and felt a hot piece of shit coming down. Anna and ass. She pushed her lovely, fleshy ass in the air, and I got behind her, feeding my cock into her. Number five. Fat sex mama. She parted her legs again and held her pussy lips apart for me. Her ankles were up near her ears. So my cock slid easily into her wet soaking hole. Spunk number six. Spunky monkey. Just picture me swallowing the spunk as I squeeze its balls tightly. Now I sink my dick in its mouth for it to suck. Dot, 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 dot. Beautiful. <laughs> Inspiring, even. If that's what he made you read, I'm... God damn. Be afraid. You should be. <laughs> All right, Chris. Are you ready? Are you ready, Chris? No, but fuck it. All right. Is this a bad time to mention I'm illiterate? <laughs> You're not. <laughs> well, we've noticed, but. <laughs> no, apparently when I read, I turn into Hank Hill. Yep. <laughs> Fist funking her decomposed cadaver. By Torso Fuck from the album Erotic Diarrhea Fantasy. Digging up her corpse, she is warm, warm infested, badly decomposed. But I take her to my, yeah, take her to my home. The stench of rot turns me on, and my cock grows rapidly. I am so horny. I need to fuck that dirty whore. I put my cock in her mouth. Bitch gives rotted head. It feels so good. I slap her pus-filled face. <laughs> Now it's time to give her something. Tongue fucking putrefying cunt. <laughs> what the fuck, Jess? <laughs> the taste is incredible. Much better than the one that is alive. I eat maggots from her pussy. I turn her over and I start to fuck like a mad dog. Deeper and harder. I am about to go crazy. Now it's time to penetrate... I'm guessing this you penetrate her ass? Yeah. <laughs> or just penetrate ass. It's time to penetrate ass. <laughs> Her asshole is so tight. This must be her first time. Faster and faster, I can feel my balls banging against her cunt. I quickly come, squirting inside her rectum. Pulling my cock out, it's covered with sperm, shit, and insects. <laughs> fucking stupid bitch. Your ass was dirty, you fucking dead slut. <laughs> I brutally smash my fist up her cunt and rip her entrails out. Double fist fucking her asshole. <laughs> Chainsaw mutilation. She is now in pieces. I p- 
put all parts in plastic bags and drive back to the cemetery. One by one, I throw the bags down her grave. No time to bury her again. Fuck you, whore. Inspiring. Really, truly inspiring. Beautiful. I don't think we could ask for a better song. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. Join us next week when Sam reads Fucked with a Knife by Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> All I gotta say to you, Jess, is fuck you with a fucking anchor. <laughs> Why? You Y'all see what our show has devolved into. <laughs> so now let's bring Chris's mom on. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm going to send you these lyrics. Okay. And when I, when I, when I say go, Chris is going to play the backing track, which you won't be able to hear, but you just, oh, you're just going to give these, you're just going to give these lyrics a read in a dramatic fashion. Okay. Are you away from the kids? Yeah, I'm in my room. Okay. That's perfect. <laughs> All right. But I'm a little worried. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I don't know what y'all are going to do to me. Don't worry. I'm old, and I could have heart failure. We will be very know. gentle, I promise. We won't fist the North Star. All right, and when when <laughs> when I when I when I uh, all right, I'm gonna send you the name of the song first. You know, I'm like the least dramatic person you'll ever meet in your life. Oh, all you have to do is, is read it. Is read? Yeah, like read it like, you know, read it out loud. Like, a, like you're narrating. Like you're narrating, you know. Dude, I went to Bullitt County Schools. You also went to law school. Suck it up. Shut up, Christian. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, my God. Y'all are going to kill me. All right. Are you, are you ready for this? I'm about as ready as I'll ever be. Maybe she'll actually listen to this episode. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm saying it would have been better if I'd actually like heard the song or something. That no, 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 no. Okay. No. All right. Here we go. Sending you the lyrics now. Whenever you're ready, Jenny. Okay. I sold your dog to a Chinese restaurant by anal cunt. I was on my way to turn in illegal aliens to the INS, and your stupid fucking dog was barking at me. It sounded like a singer from a gay death metal band. I wanted to kick it in the fucking face. I sold your dog to a Chinese restaurant. I sold your dog to a Chinese restaurant. I sold your dog to a Chinese restaurant. After I beat the fucking shit out of it, I wanted to throw it through the fucking window. But I needed money to buy some more whiskey, so I sold it to a Chinese restaurant. (laughs) I sold your dog to a Chinese restaurant. 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 Your family ordered a poo-poo platter. You didn't know what you were eating. It was your fucking gay, faithful dog. While you were at the restaurant, I lit your house on fire. <laughs> beautiful. Thank well you so done. much. Well done. Well Thank done. So much. <laughs> that was absolutely beautiful, Jenny. Bravo. <laughs> All righty. Thank now, you. Thank here's you. my question. Okay. What the fuck did y'all come up with this song? Oh, that's a band named Anal Cunt. Yes. 
is this the actual band? Yes. Oh, oh yeah. To, oh yeah. Know. No. Yeah, and you're you're the first guest uh, on our segment called Mom Metal. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right. you know what? Um, I'm just gonna throw this out here. I'm glad my metal was in the 80s and 90s because this shit sucks. <laughs> and, uh, that shit came out in the 90s. I'm gonna go back to listen to Metallica and Megadeth and. You know, all them. Okay, so, sounds like a plan. <laughs> Mom, I have one question for you. Party on, Garth. What? Are you actually going to start listening to the fucking podcast now? I've listened to every one of them except this last one that Jess sent me the other day. So, so you just like got school. Yeah, young, grateful little shit. Why did she yeah. not get any of the references to it? I don't know. All right, well, thank you very much for coming on. You have a wonderful You're rest welcome. of your night. Good night, guys. Uh, good night. <laughs> well, it looks like it's going to be that time. It's going to be uh, time to call it a night. And, uh, yeah. I mean, do we really want to call it a night, or do we want to make Chris sing down with the sickness? No. 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 We're, <laughs> no. Ca- we're calling it a night. He'll sound worse than Bob. Yeah, he honestly would. He'd sound more like Bev. <laughs> <laughs> Even Bev sounds better. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, before we get into the you know regular spiel of uh, the end of the show, I just want to say number one, thank you very much to Jason from Small Town Monsters for coming on the show. Yes, be thank sure you. to check all their shit out. They're on Facebook and uh, you know social media and everything like that. You can find those links in the description. Go on Amazon Prime, watch their documentaries. Go on their fucking website and buy, buy, buy their DVDs because, like I said, punk rock group doing the cryptid shit. Can't ask for anything better, so definitely check them out. Um, uh, also, want to give a thank you to Chris's mom. Uh, thank you very much for reading. <laughs> Anal <so> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to Chris's mom. She made a great breakfast, but for, uh, <laughs> uh, she made a great breakfast. But thank you even more for last night. No, um, I'm saying I fucked your mom, Chris. Anyway, probably won't be the only one. <laughs> she Sam, will listen to this episode. <laughs> give a fuck. All right. <laughs> But, Are uh, you next in line on that one? On what? Say something. Your wife's there. <laughs> I mean, I already, I already said the breakfast thing. Yeah. No, true. Yeah. No. I started that. Anyway, so thank I'll give you. That. So thank you very much to Chris's mom for coming on to the show and uh, reading some anal cunt lyrics. That's very lovely of you. It's very and, uh, lovely we can't indeed. Wait to, yeah, we can't wait to have you on for another segment in which we you read some uh, cattle decapitation or torso fuck or uh, cock and ball torture. I think that would be a good one. Yeah, that's always a good one. Cock yeah. and ball torture. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, any anybody else we need to thank? Oh yeah, thanks Sister Christian for coming out uh, and our Dark Lord Satan. Yeah, and uh, also uh, you know Zenu. Thank yeah. you, Zeno, uh, for uh, not being real. And uh, thank you, God, for not being and real. And Zool. <laughs> Zool, motherfucker. Zool. Yeah. I was going to say thank you to the fucking turtle from It, but I forgot what its name is. The turtle from It? It's talking about the Stephen King microverse, where It originally started from. Tit. Really? <laughs> I'm Stephen King. Y'all tit. don't know about that? It's the whole theory of uh, Stephen King's expanded universe. Yeah. Okay, well, speaking of theories, uh, if you're an NPC, don't fucking listen to us, you cunts. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, other than that, uh, be sure to check out all the other Fat Lulz radio shows, including the Fickle Fanboy with RPM, Robin Slim, From the Bottom, Unseriously Serious Podcast, and be sure to contribute to the network with the League of Infuriated Nerds. Also, we would like to welcome Pee on the Pods as one of our associated shows. Ah. So, good to have you on the network, boys. All right, uh, get the paddle out, get ready for the initiation. Yeah, exactly. It's Rush Week, fuck. 
motherfuckers. No, uh, no. In all honesty, thank you very much, uh, and you know, thank you very much for reviewing us way back when and giving us an intro and all that shit. And it's very, very great. Can't wait to help you guys promote your show and get your word out there, so you can review more shows and pee on more pods. Um, but yeah. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter uh, at The Church Absurd. Uh, we're on Instagram at Fat Lulz Radio Pods. Uh, be sure to share us if you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you didn't, share it with three of your enemies. Uh, you know, yeah. all that shit. Uh, hail Lonnie. I just want to say that. Hail Lonnie. Uh, hail Lonnie? Yeah, Hail Lonnie. Okay. It's like Hail Satan, but even yeah. worse. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, other than that, um, yeah. No. Anything else we need to cover? Uh, just a small child. Other than that, folks, this is the Church Absurd saying go in peace and tear the world to pieces! This has been a Fat Lowell's Radio production. To hear more shows like this, go to soundcloud.com slash Radio. part of the podcast where we fuck <laughs> a dog <laughs> you can't break with a realistic religion. horse nut te- technology <laughs> oh man that's the name of the episode realistic horse nut technology <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay positive what do i say it doesn't matter what Whatever you want to say. Whatever you say, we're going to repeat over and over again. I'm glad Stanley is dead. I'm glad Stanley is dead. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's a cunt, 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 Sam's a cunt. I didn't know if we were actually doing that. I thought you were just saying that because he blew E6. That's exactly what I said. Okay, I figured. I didn't know it was going to be an actual one. All right. Uh, da da da. Chris is a cuck. 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 All right. Why don't we call him Sister Christian? Oh, man. Did she just start a thing? Maybe. I think she did. Oh. Right. Let's uh, let's name this episode the uh, the transition of Sister Christian. <laughs>
give me a. Test. I'm a dude now. 